What up, guys? I'm Bart. Welcome back to the Ice Coffee Hour. And so far, this podcast had made a hundred and three set hundred and three thousand, hundred and three thousand and seven hundred dollars. There you go. Nice. And yeah. is that like a, a rolling tally that you guys keep? About how much this podcast has made? It is. We started that our I, not our first episode. Ever since like, we were monetized, yeah, we were saying how much we had made. It was fun in the very beginning because yeah. you would see such a big difference between week three and like week five. What was week one like? Zero dollars <laughs> or pre-sold ads? We we hit the ground running. I yeah, gotta I think, say, well, I we, think it was like a hundred bucks or so in our first week. Okay, two hundred bucks, maybe. something like that. I don't know. We got monetized pretty quickly, and then everything after that. Because it, we had such long episodes, yeah, I would uh, put ads in the video. <laughs> Perfect. I How always many ads. I, I do the ads, and yeah. I'll like load up the ads, and then I would show it to Graham, and Graham would be like, "Okay, uh, everything checks out, except uh, it needs fifty uh, percent more. more ads." <laughs> I would <laughs> put ads in between Jack's ads. Yeah. Oh. He does the same to me still. So this is uh, just on YouTube, where you guys put on iTunes too. It's or? on everything. Yeah. On everything, I yeah. see. So you're gonna yeah. be everywhere. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so is the hundred and three thousand? Is that uh, just like AdSense alone, or just AdSense? That's so sick. not That's awesome. Yeah, That's yeah awesome. just AdSense. And it's been about a year. It's been about a year and five weeks or so. Yeah. And what's the point of adding that up? It's just to like motivate the viewers that they can get after it. Yeah, or? we're a fi- listen. We're a finance channel, so we dive into the finances and yeah. uh, get to the bottom of everything. So I think part of that is just like we want to be upfront with how much the podcast makes. Mm-hmm. That's we awesome. like to scratch the itch that the viewers probably have. They want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you don't have the itch, you're still going to scratch it. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the uh, things that actually drew me to your channel. Yeah. Like, I'm always just looking up random things. And then I think there's this one where it was, it was showing your, uh, like, your portfolio pretty much. I forgot how much it was, but it, you started off with your story of, like, when you were 18 or 19, you got into real estate and you started stacking, like, real estate homes. Yeah. And, like, and the transparency of it, I think it's super cool because usually even if you have a close family friend that is someone in like finance or whatever when you ask them like direct questions they usually kind of give it to you in bits and pieces or still kind of beat around the bush but you never really get a clear idea of what you're supposed to do you know so i always thought that was super cool and i like i like that you that that on this episode you make a hundred and three thousand (laughs) seven hundred dollars you got it we want to make this about you man okay so tell us a little bit about yourself you're into bodybuilding uh i gotta get to your level at some point you got to tell us not only how you got into this, how you built up a YouTube channel to okay. a pretty substantial amount, um, how you've turned that into a business of bodybuilding, and then also how Jack and I could get in shape, and how okay. the viewer, how we could get six-minute abs. And how you're here, because you're our neighbor. Yes, exactly. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, um, it started off in 2007, um, in the my junior year of college, me and my buddy, we didn't really quite know what YouTube was just yet. I was about to transfer from a JC to UCLA. My other buddy was also transferring from a community college into a four-year. And he sent me this video on YouTube, and he drew, like, two eyeballs on his chin. And he filmed just this much upside oh, yeah. down. I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And he was, he, he was, like, telling this sad story about how his a dog died. But it's, it's a comedy video. Yeah. He sent it to me and through AIM. And I thought it was like the most Aim. AOL instant messenger. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was, the I most, love that. Yeah. I thought it was the most hilarious thing I've ever seen. So I recorded another video called uncle Sam gets jacked and I did it in my bathroom and I poured contact solution on my eyes, pretending like I was crying and I sent it back to him. 
And we thought like YouTube was like photo bucket where it's just a place that stores content. Mm. And uh, both of our videos started getting like 300 views, 500 views, 800 views. And then we're like, oh, sh- there's other people that are like watching <laughs> this. That's Who not leaked the video. <laughs> that's yeah, just not yeah. between you right. and me, you know? Yeah. And then we'd read the comments. You guys got to make more. And it's one of those things where I think like the stars aligned where we're in the middle of transferring. So there's not much to do that summer. So we just decided to dedicate that summer to making all kinds of like weird comedic sketches. And we actually really fell in love with it. So we created a channel called Just Kidding Films. And that's 2007. And it's like all comedy sketches. And so fast forward to probably like um, maybe like 2011 or 2012. After all of our shoots, like we were shooting at least what we were trying to shoot was like Key and Peele, like Chappelle show type stuff. So there's high production. There's always locations and cast and stuff. And after we shoot, we always have like these parking lot discussions with our friends and we're just cracking up for like four hours. And we're like, we need to shoot this. So we created a roundtable talk show called Just Kitty News. Both of those channels ended up getting to uh, like a million each. And from that point on, um, people have always seen me like, I guess, look a little bit more built. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, like, Barb, like, put out your fitness programs. Or like, how do you train? And I'm like, you know, I'm not a personal trainer. I just like lifting for myself. Um, but I was like, you know what? I can show you, I guess, my journey. So I started a fitness channel just to kind of have people come along. And that kind of started to take off a little bit. And I was like, you know what? I, I feel like I'm pretty strong in the gym. Like, how strong am I compared to like the rest of the state or whatever. So I signed up for this thing called powerlifting. I didn't even really know what it was. I just wrote like Google strength competition or whatever. Powerlifting came up and it, you compete in the squat, the bench, the deadlift. And so I signed up for my very first powerlifting meet. And I think that kind of gave it like, a, I guess like a little viral catalyst. Cause at that time it's anything that was journey based on YouTube was very intriguing to people. So I, I signed up, I competed, I did pretty good, and I was looking for a powerlifting gym, and I couldn't find one in LA. And I pitched to my friends, like, we had our JK office already. I'm like, what if I just get, like, a container, fill it up with equipment, and we just all train in there. And overnight, like, 20 of my buddies were like, well, I'll chip in. And I'm like, oh, wait, if I can get 20 people overnight, maybe we can get, like, members, you know? Like, I don't know how many members I can get to cover the rent. So me and my wife, we literally went to Barnes and Noble and we found like a how to write a business plan book. (laughs) And the one that we chose was one where like after every chapter, there's a worksheet. So if you fill out the worksheet at the end of every chapter, you technically have a business plan. So we're like, let's just do that. And we'll do like an hour a day because we're like full time doing JK. We're like, we'll do that an hour a day. None of us know how to open a brick and mortar. Let's see what happens. And we finished the whole book. And we, we went to the city, got like, you know, permitting, like the, the right zoning and all of that. And then we started a crowdfund on our website. And in two weeks, we got 100 members. And that was enough for uh, us to break even. Mm. So I'm like, okay, if we can break even, and this is a side project anyways, then I get like a free gym to train in. So we open and that kind of took off, became its own gym. We moved to downtown LA where we have over 400 members now. Um, it's like a 6,000 square foot warehouse. And then we built like a fitness apparel and supplements and all of that stuff, like on top of that. So now there's like these two like main babies. And that's kind of like the two of the most, the two of the things I'm most involved in the, the most. I had no idea about any of this. 
Oh, really? That's, no. no, that's incredible. You've been successful in everything that you've put your mind to. I got super lucky because that's what we always talk about. Because I have other buddies that are in like uh, like the apparel industry, and they're like, "Dude, I had five failed T-shirt businesses before this one took yeah. off." And I'm like, "I don't know. Maybe you just got the good people around <laughs> me or something." Yeah. What got you into fitness to begin with? Um, Where did that start? So that's actually funny because uh, I got into fitness back in, I would say. Like 1999 or 2000. So I'm 37. Okay. And back in like the late 90s, early 2000s, like the stuff that you hear on the radio was like Tupac, Biggie. It was like super like gangster. Everything was gangster. So usually most people get into fitness through like health and wellness. I got into it because all of my homies, older brothers just got out of jail. And that's the thing that we did. We just mm. lifted in the garage and smoked cigarettes, which is kind of like opposite to yeah, fitness. Yeah. Where'd, you, where'd you grow up? Where so I it? grew up in LA, okay. uh, but in it's LA. like Gabriel Valley. Okay. And All at right, that yeah. time, it was at that time it was like the Asian gang capital of the world. Mm. Um, it's a little bit different now. Now it's quite nice. Yes. Yeah. 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 But before it was yeah. like Asian gang capital of the world. So I got into lifting through the guys that were trained in jail. Yeah. And what Why? happened with your original YouTube channel? Like, when did you, do you continue to make content for it? Did you stop making content for it? Was it profitable at the time? Yeah. So at one given time, I think we were super maxed out. We had JK Films, which is sketch comedy. We had this one called Ask the Feels, where we actually have callers call in. And then that was um, a kind of like a relationship and also a sex, like fun talk type of channel. We had JK Party, which is a game show channel. Then we have Barbell Brigade, which is like the fitness channel and had a personal vlog. So at one given point in time, I had five of those channels going and we were just so, so burnt out from that, that I think once we hit our like max bandwidth, we started to dial back down. So one of the first things that went um, was Ask the Feels because that was just more like for shits and giggles and fun. Yeah. But the second one that went was uh, Just Kidding Films. And that one kind of hurt a little bit because that was kind of like the start of, of it all. But with like the YouTube algorithm changing, it just didn't make sense to put almost like two or three weeks of pre-production, production, post-production into a video and then post it. And we have to do this like one week cycles. So it's almost like trying to produce like Chappelle show level skits uh when you don't have that kind of team yeah you know like those guys they 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 could be if dave Chappelle's not in all the videos they could be shooting all five videos at the same time you know mm. different locations whatever for us it's like all hands on deck for every single video and we were just so burnt out from that so unfortunately that was the one that um the second one that we had to shut down and it still gets good views but that's not something we're active on. Yo, yo, yo. But first, we got to thank our sponsor, Extra. Alex, take off the hat, man. That's my thing. Jack, do you know the one thing I absolutely hate when people say? That you need to post longer to family videos? Well, I mean, yes. But I also hate how people say that you have to have a credit card to build credit. But you do, don't you? Wow, Jack. You've obviously never heard of Extra. You're Extra, Alex. 
Anyway, Jack, Extra is actually a debit card that lets you build credit and earn reward points just like a credit card. Wow, Dave Ramsey is probably over the moon right now. He probably is, especially when he finds out how simple it is to use. You just connect Extra to your existing bank account, swipe the card to buy something, and then they spot you for the purchase and pay themselves back the next business day. And boom, Boom. at the end of the month, your payments are added up and reported directly to the credit bureaus. And they do all of that without a single credit check. Can you believe that? I do believe that because they're extra. So sign up for extra with our link extra.app slash ICH and start building credit now with a debit card. Yes, I said it, a debit card. And if anyone out there knows Dave, go ahead and send him our link. Thank you so much extra for sponsoring this episode and back back to to the the podcast. podcast. Got it. I want to know more about the fitness though, Jack. Switch you switch topics too quickly. <laughs> How do you go from just working out with your buddies yeah. to then getting like yoked? That doesn't happen. Like how do you how much time. how much time did you put into this? What was your routine like? What were you eating? Like walk us through your day to like to go from just working out with your buddies who got out of jail to then getting big. Okay. So it was kind of like like these days you can go online and research a lot of stuff and you get pretty decently accurate information really quickly and you can kind of jumpstart your fitness career for me it was kind of like a lot of trial and error because it's either those guys that i learned from who probably don't know things don't have to do the do things the right way or it's the magazines that i would read at 7-eleven you know and it would be like this is my five day split or six day split so the first thing that i did wrong um was i only focused on like the show muscles which is like just chest and arms and, you know, that's ignoring an entire part of your body. And if you want to gain weight and build muscle, like legs is, is huge. So that's one thing I didn't do. And then the next thing is one of the biggest pieces of advice that someone told me was I used to work out at this place called Bally's. And one of those like really, really big bodybuilder guys, he was like, if you're not stuffed, you're wrong. If you're trying to gain weight, meaning what he told me, and this is probably the unhealthy way to do it. Yeah. But what he yeah. told me is. You should oh, you should be so stuffed that you should feel like you're about to throw up at any no. time. And if the minute that that feeling goes down, he goes, put another cheeseburger in your mouth. No. So I followed that, and I'm like, you know what? If this is the right way to do it, and it's not the right way <laughs> at all. Um, but I'm like, if this is the right way to do it, then uh, I just started. I started eating like two four by fours um, every single day just for one meal. And I would have like two breakfast burritos at night. And I would pound maybe two, uh, one or two protein shakes throughout the day. Wow. And I got from one, like 150 to 190 in about six months. Now, it, did you get fat? Yes. I mean, you, <laughs> you put on calories. So yeah. you, you just kind of like blow up. But then like the abundance of calories helps you put on, of course, both fat and muscle. Mm-hmm. But the important thing is that surplus of calories kind of puts you in like this anabolic state where you get very strong and the strength helps you build the muscle over time were you skinny growing up or yeah you were yeah 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 so in high school um when i got my freshman year i was like 90 pounds and i didn't break 100 until like a sophomore no way yeah yeah and then i in my junior year i wrestled and i wrestled like 120s 130s yeah so i graduated high school finally because i started lifting my junior year and i got from 130 to around like 150 160 ish and then afterwards is when i really started like pounding the food yeah so when you were packing on a lot of muscle and, and fat from eating a lot, yeah. where did where did that evolve from there? Did from, 
yeah, what happened after that? So you, then you then you got way bigger. Yeah. Did you then go on a go on a cut to to lose the fat, or how how did this evolve after that? Yeah, so I got pretty big, and I kept that going for a while, probably up to like past two hundred, because like that was just the number that I wanted to break, and you know, a lot of people they want to get to like two hundred pounds. Once I got there, and I started to realize that okay, I, I don't think it's healthy to wear size 38 jeans when I was like a 30 or a 32 before. Mm. Um, I started to dial it back down. Fortunately as well, um, I was in the military at the time. So there's, you have to have like kind of like a BMI check where they like measure your chest to waist ratio. And if you're not what they call regs, like under regulations, you won't be able to get promoted. Because mm. the last thing you want is like like a fat soldier, you know? Yep. So uh, when I got... When I got measured and my, my whole BMI was too high and I was trying to chase the next rank, then I started jogging way more. I cleaned up my diet. And so now the thing that I keep is I make sure I get a gram of protein per body weight, per pound of body weight. So I'm like 190 right now, so I make sure I get 190 grams of protein a day. Um, and then I fill the rest of my meals up with as much veggies as I can mm-hmm. and then whatever... Um, uh, and whatever amount of carbs I need to keep me satiated. So that's kind of how, how I ballpark it. But mm-hmm. if you really want to be like particular, you got to track your macros, which is like your macronutrients. Yep. Yeah, that kind of stuff. What drives you to be so focused on on like bodybuilding, gaining weight, working out and all of that stuff and always getting bigger? Because for me, it's like I go to the gym yeah. and I do it mostly just to look toned. Like I don't have any desire to get huge or anything. I don't know about Graham because I think Graham I, kind I of does. His arms look great. Do. Like, uh, uh, th- thanks. It's it's a facade. It's a facade. <laughs> I don't know. I, I take off my shirt and I was like, no, my, my, my tummy's oh, too no. big. I don't like it. <laughs> Like what, what, what is in you that makes you want to get huge? Is it just like the aesthetic or is it like, like because you grew up skinny or do you think it's because it's healthy? Like, I think in the beginning it starts off like an aesthetic and, um, also growing up in that era, like you just got into a lot of fights. So if you're a little bit bigger, um, you just do better in fights and I mean, now you can take an actual martial art and actually learn how to fight instead of just look intimidating. So that's kind of how it started off in high school. Um, but as I got older and I found more, I guess, like physical hobbies, like whether it's like MMA or like lifting competitions, that's kind of what fuels me to want to like train and, and lift. So now I don't lift to try to be the biggest myself possible. Now it's just for like, what do I want to do? And I kind of reverse engineer my program to achieve that. So like I grew up with asthma and I've never been good at cardio. So in 20, was it 19, 2020, I don't know. The pandemic years get kind of mixed up, but yeah, I I have asthma too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So in 2020, I was like, um, 2019, I signed up for a marathon just because I'm like, I suck. I always say like I have asthma and cardio sucks Mm -hmm. and all that. So I'm like, I want to sign up for one and then hire a running coach to coach me for like three months. And so when I signed up for that, like my lifting got like reduced like crazy, you know, because you're like Mm -hmm. running three times a a week. Sometimes they're like the lengths are like 12, 13 miles. Then you have like a day of a seven mile like pacer. And then you have like a light, what they call like could be a seven or nine miler. Like you're just jogging for rhythm and so for me it's finding physical endeavors that i like and then now using the training to kind of like um help me achieve it so i think it's the challenge for you right yeah i think so 
And I think you apply that to everything, whether it be uh, fitness or business, right? I think so. Yeah. I guess I'm like figuring out yeah. myself here. You know, the funny thing is that I've seen that people who are really into fitness tend to be really good at other things too because they're disciplined yeah. and they could, they could push through that pain to achieve a, a greater result. Yeah, that's one thing I, I noticed that people that are uh, who have been able to transform their bodies um they've actually been able to transform other parts of their life because in fitness like once you start coaching and you kind of figure out almost a formula to achieving what you want you can pretty much adjust like three variables uh one is frequency like how often you do something intensity like how hard you're doing it while you're doing it and volume like how much of it Mm -hmm. you're doing and just through these three manipulations you can get bigger get smaller you can get faster and i think with the other parts of business or even your relationship you can do the same thing like my my relationship with my mom isn't that good well is mm-hmm. it because i'm not seeing her enough or it's because you're not working out enough That's <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah like or if you see your mom and um half of the time you're on your phone so you're not that intense working mm-hmm. on the relationship you know so i feel like um applying like having those principles ingrained in you on a daily where you're working out has helped a lot of fitness people figure out other parts of their lives too got it did you go to college yes and what do you study in college Something completely different. I was a psychobio major. Um, It's kind of like on the pre-med track. But then when I started doing the comedy videos with my partner, Joe, um, comedy was just way more fun than science. Yeah. When did you go into uh, active duty? So I actually wasn't active duty. I was in the reserves. In the reserves. Yeah. So after high school, you still got to go to boot camp. Um, You still got to go to like Marine Corps uh, training, combat training, and then you still have to go to your MOS school. So. So all of that is like almost a year of kind of active, but you're not really like in the fleet as they call it. But as soon as you're done with that, then you go to your reserve unit. And so I was able to balance um, the second part of my college with my military career. So you're doing both of those concurrently? Yes. Gosh. And then you graduated from that. Is that when you decided to go full time to YouTube? Yeah. Like that, my senior year, the craziest senioritis. I was like, man, this stuff's so boring. And like all I could think about was shooting more youtube videos like i was tutoring students at the time as a part-time job and i would literally be like all right um here do questions like one through 50 and i know that was going to occupy them for like a good 30 minutes Mm -hmm. and i would just write like content ideas like on the side like every single day yeah my partner too like we would meet um at 8 p.m uh till 11 at night monday through friday uh because he was working a full-time job and I was working. And then on the weekends, we were dedicated to shoot like eight, 12 hour days, Saturday and Sunday. We kept it up for like a year. What were the finances like in the beginning of that? Were you making money from YouTube oh back then? No. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So our first oh, AdSense check yeah. uh, was a thousand bucks. And we were so happy because we we're yeah. just two broke college students. And we didn't even know that you can get paid, you know? And then we're like, wait a second. This was for like six months worth of videos. We're like, damn, I don't think that's really that good to be honest i don't know if this is sustainable um but we promised ourselves if we can by the time uh like college finished if we can get to a point where if just both me and him can be like full-time meaning like he makes a thousand bucks i make a thousand bucks my mom owned a rental property that she said she would just let me stay at at the time Mm -hmm. then my keep my expenses low if we can at least just get to that point then we're like who knows what the channel can can achieve once we go full time into it? 
So that was kind of like the goal. Like, hey, let, let's get it to making like two or three thousand bucks a month, and then we're gonna quit our jobs and go full time. What year was that? That was probably maybe 2010, 2011. Wow, around there. What channels did you look look up to back then? Back then, um, of course, Ryan Hugh. He was like number one. Sure. William Ray John, uh, really, yeah. William Ray Johnson, because uh, Ray William Johnson, yeah. um, because he was just crushing it not only on his channel with the amount of quantity that was coming yeah. out but he started doing a like spanish version of equals three and i'm just like man these guys are thinking like next level you know it's like yeah. this is my audience how do i expand 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 and you just see like this very um like how do i increase my market and territory like it almost feels like uh like very business very strategic mm -hmm. um and also, uh, oh man, I don't even know if he's around anymore. But there's this guy named, um, I think his name was Julian something. Julian Smith eighty seven. Yes. Oh my god. He did the. I love him fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah he did oh. Akbar. He did waffles. He did jellyfish. He did all the songs. And he, did, and he also uh, did a lot of. Did like, he do the Milkman? Milk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Milkman. Yeah. 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 I yeah. loved his videos. That was a long time like, ago. Like he didn't make very many videos mm -hmm. but each one he made was like so boom like 10 yeah. million like yeah. 2 million wow. like he was crushing it and that was like the first time i saw some like really good artistry being put on like like short films got it so like those were the guys that i looked up to and of course like just all the ogs you know yeah so when did you go full-time how fast were you able to go from a thousand dollars in an adsense check to like three grand a month so we went once we got to two thousand um we all quit our jobs, and I think from two thousand to six thousand, we were able to get within like six months. Hmm. So with that, we we're able to hire on like an actual like a full time director, editor, videographer, and uh, that was like the first. I think the minute you can kind of scale a little bit and delegate some of the duties, like that was that was everything. Like yeah, yeah, that afforded us to be able to. Um, get a bigger team with a bigger team we get more content and then now we're shooting behind the scenes for the skits so now we're like doubling up on the content we open another channel and then i think the minute we're able to get to like 10 or 11 grand a month that helped us be able to get our first studio mm. so now we're, we don't have to shoot stuff from the home and when we're hiring people it just i don't know it felt like more legit I yeah. Guess. yeah and how many subscribers did you have when you were making like six thousand dollars a month hmm don't remember maybe like two or three hundred thousand subscribers mm. maybe it's pretty good what were you do you mind sharing what you were making at the peak oh man at that the, channel yeah so at the peak <clears throat> from just adsense yeah. or from maybe we separate the two you just okay. add one on adsense and then just like a total so when we had all of the channels up and running i think our best our best year we were probably doing about 200 grand a month i think mm -hmm. with all the channels added together and that's with adsense was that is that including sponsorships and everything that was just the adsense wow. um there was this one year uh where the this uh company doesn't exist anymore but they were really trying to like compete and they gave us like a really big seven figure uh brand deal that was super cool but mm -hmm. and they had all the right people involved like yeah. Uh, the head of programming from Amazon Prime was in it. I think um, a couple guys from Hulu were in it. Um, and they were trying to do like capitalize on first window mm. where if you are an Uber fan, you would watch stuff here first. 
before they put it on their YouTube channel. And they got a bunch of big YouTubers together. Yeah. So that helped out um, a lot. That was like our first like big, big brand deal that we we're like, oh, this is like crazy. Yeah. Wow. So it's a multi-million dollar business. What's the overhead look like on something like that? Um, at the How time. people? Yeah. How many people are working on that? I mean, so when we were growing like the JK side of things, um, we were just growing and scaling and growing and scaling. And we wanted to be like our own TV network. So we ended up getting this huge space in downtown LA. And that was 17 grand a month just for like the office. Mm. And then we spent another 300 like building uh, our own soundstage. And that was crazy. It was like like a trust system. We had like 40 keynotes. There's like mixers and like wow. like all, all the cast members were locked. We're pretty much trying to shoot our own Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I think all of that kind of like added to the burnout. Because when you think about content, I've, now I've learned like the easiest way you want to figure out what's the easiest um, – the easiest way to achieve developing your idea, but we had so much like operation and how to, to get there that anytime we needed, we had one idea. It's like, okay, cool. Everyone sits down. Once we sit down and we pre-produce and then, you know, so everything, there was like so many additional steps yeah. and it kind of took the fun out of like, it, you know, like took the fun out of it. It's almost like if you wanted to cook something before you want to cook it, you have to go sharpen your knives for an hour. It was kind of like that. Got it. So yeah, that, that kind of like all led to, so we were making big money, but also lots of operation, like maybe 30, 40 people on staff wow. and it became this huge operation. And so as me and my partner, our first time doing business at this level, we're like, damn, this is crazy. And we really had to do a sit down. Like, is this what we wanted to do? Mm-hmm. So now we scaled down way more. We, Instead of having both of our offices, we just have the one office, and that place is only $2,000 a month, and the, it feels like our channel, our Just Getting News channel, has so much of its heart and charm back mm-hmm. to it now, because we're not so much focused on like the numbers and the operations and the things. It's more about, it's more content-driven. Yeah. So kind of having gone full circle, like that feels the best now. I want to know because that, yeah. I know Graham would not do this, but you scaled back the business. Graham <laughs> wouldn't do this. Why I wouldn't right. even scale. And Listen, like the forty people to me sounds intimidating. It was it's nuts. like just the idea of even like I was I was thinking about uh, getting on an editor to help me on my man and just thinking about another person can't do it. It's right, but like, I want to keep now. I I like just Jack and Alex. But here's the thing. It's like if you scaled and you knew for a fact you could hire on ten more people, but make twenty times more money. Like it's the stress for me. It's the mental stress. It, that, so, that, so that was for you that it, yeah. it was the stress and the weight of it all is what ma- led you to decide to scale down a little bit. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, it's kind of like you, you love dogs, right? And you have one or two and then you're like, well, let's add to my love of dogs. <laughs> and I'm going to get 20. And then when, cause you're, you're thinking of, of like the, the reels or like the TikTok of 20 dogs running around in your backyard yeah. and they're all cuddling on you. <laughs> and then the day they all like take a fat shit, you're like, fuck, that's 20 pieces of dookie. I got to walk <laughs> them and I got to order like 20 bags of dog and they food. And they got to hire somebody to, uh, to clean that up. Yeah. So yeah. it was like every time we had a shoot day, our lunches would be, the lunch budget for each shoot day was 300 to 500 bucks like each time. You know, it's just everything. Oh, but- Everything's just scaled. How much money were those videos making? Like, how much would it cost to make a video versus how much would you expect to make from the channel? I wish I got that granular yeah. with it. Um, we actually had hired a manager to run like the numbers and finances part of it. So we, I gave him broad, broad like 
kind of like limits and categories. And as long as they stayed there and we kept our, so our goal was always to keep cost of operation between 40 and 60%. So if after all of the pre-production, um, staff and labor, equipment, all that stuff, if that can be 60% or under, we're good. Um, and that's all, that's all I wanted to worry that's, about. Yeah. Cause I wanted to stay focused on the creative side of things. That seems expensive though. I can't imagine 60% overhead yeah, for yeah. A, a YouTube channel. I mean, it, it makes sense. Yeah. I can only imagine what Jubilee's is like. Jubilee has yeah. to. No, their overhead isn't that much. They, they don't, they don't pay the people that go on. No, they don't pay the people to go on. They pay but like hundred dollars. They got, if you can inc- spot they got the... an incredible warehouse. They have a team they of do. probably fifteen to twenty-five people. They have a great office space. I think it's like around. Uh, is it Sawtell? I don't know, but uh, they have a good team that they built out. But I imagine those videos cannot be cheap. That's true. Imagine, yeah, imagine yeah. casting. But then they do a new episode like three times a week. Imagine casting yeah, twenty people true. per episode, assuming that like half of them flake last minute. It's yeah. got to be, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, That's they probably have like a team of producers if they oh, yeah. come out with that much content every yeah. single week. So why didn't you, when you realized that like, hey, this is, we're not as happy doing this, why didn't you immediately start just scaling down and getting right back to doing the same content? Because it seemed like it was a slow process. I think the tough part is you also fall in love with your staff. Like we were trying to build like this family environment, right? So... When we have like big dreams, we're like, we're growing our team. And then uh, now everyone has like a full-time job. And then now people start to have families mm-hmm. or they're like, uh, they have girlfriends or they want to move out of their house or they're going to go buy a house or whatever. So like all of those things, like as the boss or like as a business owner, those are things that you take into consideration. Mm-hmm. So like it was hard for us to kind of like if we had a, like a legit CFO come in, he'd probably go cut this, cut this, cut yeah. this. It's like business is the number one priority, you know, right. but we were so close with our staff that some of the decisions that we probably should have made way sooner were like, oh, but he just got that new place with this girlfriend. Like, let's not reduce hours. Like, what else can we do? So I think for, for me and my partner, we were always trying to figure out a way to put staff first, if not find other places or other streams of income to make it work. So because of that, um, it just took way longer to make like the hard business decisions. How were you living like back then? Because it's a a substantial amount of money coming in uh, consistently every single month. Were you taking that and investing it? Were you spending it? Were you buying cool cars? Were you going to bottle service? So the first thing that... uh, that so we were renting and I wished your videos came on before. I think I would have learned way more about investing <laughs> sure. in real estate back then. Um, but the first thing that I got was uh Porsche nine eleven. Like that was always <laughs> like How like, old were you? This I was maybe like twenty actually I don't know. No, not twenty eight, can't be twenty eight. 31 right. around there okay yeah, yeah yeah. all right that's that's listen i feel like that's a reasonable age to get and that's a great car by the way they, they yeah. don't depreciate that you buy much new? uh yeah i mean but it's like it, you also still feel young like when yeah. i walk into the dealership like everyone else coming in no one looked like me yeah but young. you also look you young. look young yeah, yeah Gosh, I still look you young. could pass surprise for me 24 you you yeah True. you could pass for 25 True. like easily true yeah like yeah but even me going in there it was kind of intimidating. I'm yeah. like, oh shit, this is crazy. Like everyone's like older and everyone looks like I don't know, they've been they've been owning a golf courses or yeah. something like that. <laughs> so yeah, um, that was the first thing I got. And most of it I did actually save. 
although uh, it when you have more money, it was easier to just say yes to most experiences and life choices. So, mm-hmm. for example, I knew me and my girlfriend at the time, we were going to get married. Um, so we're like, you know, we've been pretty much born and raised in L.A. and we've never lived in the city city. So we're like, we should just test that out to see if we would like it. Mm-hmm. So we ended up, and this is like during like the the peak of, I would say, when Casey Neistat came on and all his vlogs was like of New York and drone footage. Yeah. We're like, we should try living that life in LA. So we found this place. It was super sick um, in downtown. downtown and yeah. it was like six grand a month. And for us, it was easy to just go, oh yeah, let's do it. Yeah. You know? But then once I was living there, then I started calculating. I'm like, okay, six grand. I live here for a year. That's like 70 G's. And I'm like, if I live here for like two years, that's like 140, 150. I'm like, this is easily a down payment for a house. And we also just didn't like city living at all. Like yep. the noise never ends, unlike Vegas, where it's like quiet. It's quiet. Yeah. I love it out here. And it's like 3 a.m. There's like cars drag racing, yeah. sirens, people screaming, like people coming out of games or clubs that's or whatever. True. Yeah, the helicopters. Yes, helicopters. helicopters circling with the searchlights and yeah, it was, yeah, and we were living on the twenty fifth floor with wow. one of those like those corner views, and yeah. I could see the which top building of, is this? It's called seven one seven, and okay. it's at Olympic and Figueroa. Yeah, yeah. we had yeah. concierge service. Yeah. Like it was, you felt like a boss because yeah. you would get a phone call. Hey, I have an Amazon package. Let me send it up. I'm like, sure. And this guy would come up in like a suit. And like, here you go, sir. You know, yeah. and I'm like, damn, my Bruce Wayne. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> you know, that's what it felt like. But we Alex, just, you got to start doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so I just felt like, um, we'll get you a suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we just felt like, yeah, the city wasn't for us, so we moved out. But okay. I think being able to make more money was it gives you options to say yes to cool experiences like that. You know, got it. Where would you say you wasted your money? Did you ever do anything crazy? Any any balling out besides uh besides a porsche that other than that not really okay. but i would say the first thing that i think me and my partner kind of regret but not really regret is uh spending so much on getting that office so the office that we got in downtown we spent like three to four hundred just building out the the set which you can't really get that money back because the set is custom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like building like a Ellen DeGeneres set. And so if we're going to leave, you can't be like, hey, anyone buy any Ellen DeGeneres parts? You know, it's yeah. like that's no, it's so unique to that show. No one wants it. So you don't really get any money back from that. Um, and then also having spent pretty much 17 grand just on the lease alone. And we were there for, I don't know if it was a five year or seven year lease. But yeah, if you do the math, it's a lot, you know? So if all of that money could have went towards, we probably could have bought our own commercial building, but just way smaller, you know? Why didn't you do that? It's 17 grand a month. Why did you need to be there and not just 20 miles outside of LA? I don't think we were looking at it from a like smart financial point of view. I think it had a little bit to do with like, keeping up with the Joneses and also like doing what you think a startup media company was supposed to do. Yep. You know, like in arts district, you see like all these up and coming. So you kind of get caught up in that and you're like, Oh, well if that company has like a 1000 square foot spot and they're paying like $4 a square foot, like if they're doing it, shouldn't we be doing it? Mm. And then you got like, 
people with like cool glasses and you're like, oh, we're artsy, you know, you just kind of like get caught up in the whole like, uh, and not viewing it from a financially sound point of view. Um, I think getting caught up in that is what is probably one of the regrets, but then also we're also happy that we went through all of it because then now we know what not to do, you know? Got it. What happened to everything in the warehouse? So we ended up selling what we could. And there's actually a ton of lights and equipment still just in public storage. Really? Yeah. Like we have like, there's these things called like Kino flows. They're like um, these four foot light bulbs. And we need those, Graham. <laughs> okay. Do we actually? Should we go shot? It would be fun to go to the, the way. If you're going to sell any yeah, of yeah. this, can you give us first dibs? Yeah. We so we have like stuff. these four foot like Kinos and we have. Maybe like 40 of them. <laughs> and each one of them got to be like, I don't know, a grand or two or something. And we just have that stacked up. We have like all kinds of stuff still in um, like the warehouse pretty much. What are you going to do with it? How much does know. that cost? The warehouse? How I, much is that a month? Maybe like 500 or something. It's negligible yeah, in, the, in the grand scheme of sure. things. But it is just like, like, a, like a bunch of equipment that's just sitting there. And now you no longer post on the just kidding because or do you do like the the podcasty type thing so now so on just kidding films we don't but our channel just kidding news is like our main thing so in terms of like the jk side because i had like i guess from my perspective i have like three three main initiatives i have my jk stuff i have like my fitness stuff which is completely separate from the jk stuff and then i have like my family vlog channel so with the jk side of things it's just narrowed down just to just kidding news Got it. Who runs that right now? Still the same team. I mm. still have our manager that runs that channel. Um, and we have maybe like, now we might have maybe 10 editors now. Because that channel wow. posts. 10 editors? Yeah, because that channel Let posts. I want to see this. I'm going to look this up. Because yeah, that channel posts anywhere from three to five videos a day. No way. So we have a lot of content that goes up on that channel. Just kidding news. That's incredible. I wish I could. I can't. I can't bulk film videos. The most I could do is like one afternoon second channel reaction videos, and I could maybe get three of them done. It's easier yeah. when you have more castmates. Sure. So like me and like the other five, we're so close now. It's literally like let's all just shoot this for the whole day, and it's so easy. Mm. I feel like it would be easier if we were to mass produce something like this, a podcast, than it would be for you to do like a second channel or main channel because you re say the same phrases like five to 10 times just to get the perfect take. Yeah. And that's, that's tough to do if you're going to yes. be producing bulk content. Yeah. If you're teaching, it's much harder because I've done like, um, like instructionals on how to lift and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And creating like a how to lift or instructional video or anything with a lot of information because you want to get it right is so much harder than just follow me while I work out. You know, because follow yes. me while I work out, I get to like fuck around, do whatever. Right. And that's so much easier. I don't have to, if I say something wrong, it kind of adds to the charm of it yeah. versus me trying to teach someone like how to get like bulging triceps or something. I got to make sure I, I hit the right muscle. I pronounce yeah. the muscles correctly. It's, right. Yeah, it's, it's much harder. So the Just Kidding films, I see you haven't posted on there in four years. How? Maybe even long. So yeah, it's we a, maybe almost five years. Yeah, 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 yeah. How much does that make? Now, five years later, I'm curious. That, I don't know. Yeah. But I wouldn't be surprised if it still made like 500 bucks to like a grand a month. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised, yeah. That's not bad. 
And so now how is your business broken down? And but oh, you know what? Actually, here's a, here's another question. You left California recently. Yes. Why? So uh I guess like many of the same reasons that you posted in your video. Yeah. I think for sure the tax benefits, you just get so much more for your money here. The cost of living is cheaper. Um, but I think for me, the main reason is actually like family oriented. So me and my wife and our extended family were pretty much born and raised in LA. And when when you have been in LA for such a long time, the families just kind of spread apart, you know, because like like real estate isn't cheap. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of go where you can where you can afford and all that stuff. And so like our families are all like it could be an hour or two hours away from each other. And me and my wife's dream, because we are like probably the biggest bread winners of like our immediate family circle. Mm -hmm. It's been our dream to have everyone be in the same city. So coming to a place where the average house is like 300 grand or 350 grand versus a place where the average house is 700 grand is just so much easier for that dream to come to life. So that's really like our main reason. Like if we come here, if we make sure we like it after the first year, then we can actually like strategize how do we get our whole family like within five, 10 minutes yeah. of each other, if we could buy them homes or whatever. So that's like the main driving force is trying to bring our families like close together. How Just, do you, yeah. How do you like it here so far? So far I love it, but I also kind of like take that with a grain of salt with myself. Cause I just know there's honeymoon face, you know, like in, with anything like my, the first year of driving the Porsche is different than the third year. Mm -hmm. You know, the first year it's like, that's everything. Like, Oh, what the hell is that bird? Hell no, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then the third year, you're like, oh, that was just kind of like a basic 911. And you see like a couple like GT2, GT3 drive yeah. by a turbo and you're like, hmm, I don't know this. You know, you don't get that same <laughs> yeah, satisfaction. Yeah, right. So, you, so it's this, so knowing that um, I know that I'm in love with Vegas because it's the exact opposite of where I came from, where it's quiet. Um, taxes are cheaper on all levels, property tax, sales tax, income tax. Um, I like that it's not congested at all. Like, I don't even, I mean, I take mainly the 215, which is yeah. like the local freeway. So I never even see the the, the congestion that comes in uh, for the weekend for the casinos. Um, so like all of that I love, but I want to make sure that I don't get too ahead of myself. So I'm still just kind of waiting sure. it out. So I even, yeah, I told my dad because he, he was really excited about coming out here too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? Um, let me stay here for a year. And oh, and I love the school that I put my kid in. Like he's loving that school, mm. and that's like that type of school. I don't even know if I could afford if it was. Oh, is that private school? Yeah, yeah. So that kind of like the type of school that he has right now. There's only eight to ten kids per class with two teachers. Wow. So I'm I was looking for a school that I felt like I could have thrived in, where you get a lot of attention, and they have like four recesses a day. Is this the one that's kind of like down the street-ish? Uh, so there's a high school down the street. Yeah. And that's like the, I think Snoop Dogg kids goes to that school. Like he actually. That's a gnarly. They have like one of the best football teams in the nation. Yeah. Really? Best football, best baseball. Yeah. Like best everything, I think. Yeah. Because okay. I think when you have like a bunch of, like a high concentration of billionaires living in a city. Yeah. I think they demand the best out of. Like, like just the Summerlin area. Yeah. Like there's just so many billionaires because like casino owners or whatever. Yeah. Like they're going to demand the best out of 
whatever's happening. Wow. Um, but yeah, he, he's not going to that school yet. But there's another. There's a lot of really high end elementary schools. It's funny to even say that, but yeah, high end elementary. <laughs> yeah, school, but he has yeah. an elementary school yeah. over here where they like they pick fruits from their forty acre farm. <laughs> and oh then, my right. god! Yeah, yeah, they pick fruits, and no. then that's the same Ooh. fruit that they eat. Uh, during snack time, so they kind of have like this. Oh gosh. I'm connected to my food type of like. Yeah. Because we're so disconnected from the supermarket, right. right? Like you see, like oh, I love chicken, but then you see someone killing a chicken, you're like, hey, don't do that. Yeah. Like, well, where's your chicken gonna come from? So I like that it's it's just like this another type of education and like um like child development that I don't think I could afford if it was in California. But yeah. do they do they also have like the Common Core? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> like four recesses, they pick apples. <laughs> that's all they're doing. Like, apple yeah, yeah. like that sounds yeah. really nice. Yeah, right? I know. Yeah, Los Angeles. Those elementary schools would probably start at twenty-five to twenty thousand. They start at that per year, yeah. and they could go as high as about fifty thousand dollars a year for anything K through I don't know eighth grade. Yeah. Wow. yeah. And not only that, but uh, either you have to know somebody within the school to get in, yeah. or you're on a waiting list. Or it's a random lottery selection. Yeah. Or you nuts. have to test into it. It's nuts what uh, we have to do in some of these elementary schools. Just how competitive it is. Uh, I know with Harvard Westlake, it's so competitive that there's a wait list for years. Yeah. Like it basically, as soon as your child is born, you got to go down there and sign them up, get get them testing well, and then they could maybe get in. Yeah. Some of them are like, grand a year. yeah, I've seen some applications where it, it looks like a college application. And yeah. I'm like, dude, my kid's four. He's, he needs to yeah. go to preschool. But the stuff that you're like, to fill what's out? the extracurriculars that he's doing it for? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not uh, donating enough to charity at this <laughs> at this age. Where's yeah. his volunteer work? Where is he volunteering? Where is he working? Yeah. What's his resume? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, how many other foreign languages do you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like uh, finding this school, I think really helps ground us because I'm like, okay, this school is awesome. And every day I ask him, he loves going to school so far. It doesn't feel like a chore, which is something. How that old I is he? Four. He, uh, he, I don't know if that'll last. I don't know. We'll see. Give it till eight, and it's gonna be. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to go to school. Yeah, yeah. No, stupid. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see. We'll see how that how long that lasts. But yeah. so far, he likes it, and cool. I just like what the school is about. So yeah, there's a lot of things keeping me here and making me really like Vegas. So I'll see if we if we do another podcast in a year, I might have a different sure. story. Okay. But uh, so far, I love it. What don't you like? The heat, but it's still temporary. Yeah, I know. Like. Literally this week, it dropped like 10, 20 degrees. Yeah. So like this morning, I woke up to go work out and I'm like, wait, this feels like California. Yeah, it's, it's cold. Yeah. I'm it's like, weird. I'm I, did like, this not, is... I did not like that. I opened up the, uh, the, the it was back cold? door. It was cold. A little bit. It was kind of no, chilly. What, this what morning? What time was it? What, what, Jack, what you sleep was it? <laughs> you it was sleep like, in too late. Yeah, it was like 65 degrees. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, do I need a light jacket or yeah, something? 65? Yeah. Yes. yeah. That's perfect. It is perfect, but I was like, damn, this is... It was... I almost... It's weird because I got so used to opening up and you get the, push, the wave of heat. Like 110, 115s. Yeah. yeah. I was used to that. So now it's weird opening it up and it, it feels cold now in comparison. Huh. I almost don't like it. I prefer the heat. I that is true. It's like when I initially came here and <laughs> yeah. I hit my... I saw my first like 115 degree day, I was like, this, I am not going to live here. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, like after like the 20th 115 degree day, as much as that sounds like torture, like I actually kind of got used to it. You and do. 115 degrees now is kind of like 90. Yeah. You know, it like, is. Almost. It is. It's like you can go out, you can do the stuff you want to do and that's that. So Have you been back to LA? 
yeah, I've been back. Yeah. It feels nuts. Well, the IRS is watching, Jack. <laughs> How long like, have you gone back? I remember I was, <laughs> I was no, here I've for never, like yeah. I was here for like a month or maybe like a month and a half before I went to LA. And I didn't realize how humid LA was because I was born and raised in LA. And I'm like, oh my God, LA feels kind of like Hawaii. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it just felt. And, it's yeah. All, yeah. and the smog. That I saw too. Yeah. yeah. You know what's something I've never had an issue with before? Um, but uh, I went back to LA for a weekend. I don't know. This is maybe this last week. And uh, the last two times I've been to LA, my asthma got so bad. Really? Really, really, really bad. I don't know what it is. And at first I thought maybe just the house is dusty. Yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, we'll clean the house a little bit. But it's even when I would leave the house. When I would go other places, it was just as bad. I think something with a pollen or something. And when you come here, does it clear it up? It clears up immediately. Wow. It's so strange. Yeah, that's So crazy. I've never had that happen. So I'm wondering if almost my body is adjusted to whatever's here. And yeah. then I go back to LA and just everything. You're smiling, Jay. I don't know why No, you're I think that, that, that's a good point. It could be that, yeah. My, my, smiling? It could just be the, the time of the season or something like that, and now you're connecting to things. I mean, you know what I've never had a problem with? Uh, ordering coffee from bankrollcoffee.com. You know what? That's that's <laughs> a really good point. It's so easy to go to bankrollcoffee.com and pick out your order. You could buy the total portfolio where you get all the coffees in one uh, great nifty price and free shipping uh, above $30. It's I love incredible. I love handing you segues. Anyway. I don't know. That was unplanned. <laughs> Yeah, my wife, I, my wife likes it out here because she has, like, wavy hair. So in L.A., the humidity, like, her hair is always out of control. Yeah. And over here, she's like, oh, it's so manageable, <laughs> which is crazy. Huh. Yeah. See, all the things you're learning. Yeah, little, it's just, like, yeah. little, like, little things. Yeah. But I didn't realize, I don't know if it's due to construction, but there are a ton of crickets out here. Yes. You guys notice there that? There are lots oh, of crickets, yeah. yeah. They're everywhere. Yeah. There's it's a ton of them. Inside, too. And yes. big ones. Yeah. yeah. They're large. Yeah, yeah. I feel almost bad walking outside because sometimes I'll, I'll open the front door, I'll step outside, and like fifty crickets are everywhere, and I know I'm stepping on one, and oh. I hate, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. But I don't, yeah, I don't know if because uh, someone also told me because there's construction, so the ground's vibrating, mm. so they don't know where to go. So I don't know if that's it or if it's just Vegas does indeed have a that ton of it. crickets. Yeah, that could be it. Well, I like Vegas so far. Um, Overall, though, it seems like everything you've done has been successful. You've done well at it. Has there any been something that you've failed at? Um, I think there's many failures along the way, like whether a show uh, concept or a new like format that we try and it doesn't do well or like an apparel launch that didn't go the way that we planned. But I think with a team that knows how to like troubleshoot and like critically think um, any time that something doesn't go the way we want we're able to figure out what went wrong and fix it so everything like generally if you zoom out it's kind of like a like a uh what's the word called like an uphill trend right yeah and what's your schedule look like today how busy are you day to day so now um it's actually not that busy but during the times that i give myself the work time it's like i try to be as like uh like as present and as as intense as possible. So I'll wake up around six, get my kid ready, take him to school, drop him off. And then so pretty much from seven till three is our work time. And so within that time, I focus on our fitness brand, which has anything to do from apparel, supplements. We still have a physical gym in LA that we've got to check up on. Um, and I produce our Just Kidding News show. So I have to run all the logistics for that. 
and um, any other like outstanding projects. And I do that from seven till three. After three, pick up our kid, and then we take him to his jujitsu classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, it's just like family time. So we'll go to the park over here or the park outside. And I try to like that. That's kind of been the goal. Like we're me and my wife are talking about what's the dream life, mm-hmm. and it's. Let's get all our work done when the kid's at school so we can have as much family time as possible after. So really your entire day is just from 7 to 3. Really, yeah, that's really what it is. That's How many hours? Eight hours a day. That's awesome. Yeah. What about weekends? The full day, we just try to make it family or visit family or do fun stuff. Wow. What do you think really makes you so yeah. family-oriented? Um, I think since I was... My parents were divorced when I was six. That was something I never had. So that's something I just valued so much. And my wife's Mexican, and so, like, family is, like, one of their, like, pillars mm-hmm. of, Mex- like, of, of, like, the Mexican culture where, like, you always got to hang out, be together, stay connected all the time. So I think those two put together, that was something that was just important to both of us. Got it. Jeez, what questions do you have for us? How about that? Let's, let's How do you guys that. like Vegas? I love it. I, I didn't like it, it at first, <laughs> but now I do. And are you from L.A.? or? Yeah, I'm from just, like, an hour north of L.A. Oh, okay. Yeah, but at first, I definitely, I was not having a lot of fun, especially before Alex was here, because I, <laughs> I didn't really have any friends at the time, and I was also, I was like working a lot, but then finally when Alex came here, I I, did, I gave him a good amount of work, and I got I got to hang out with him and stuff, so I had fr- a friend there, uh, so that was really good, and then I also made a couple other friends at the gym. Oh, sick. The one yeah. over here? Yeah, yeah. Nice. I never see you there, man. I did in the beginning where I saw yeah. Graham because uh-huh. we didn't get our home gym uh, built out yet. But then now that I have it built out, we don't really go to that gym anymore. Yeah, the weights yeah. don't go up very high there. No, and they you don't know what? Up. I would love to go to the home gym. Why don't we turn this into a, a vlog? Can you can you train all of us yeah, for yeah, one yeah. episode? Yeah, that'd be cool. Really? Yeah. Alex, are you game? <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, but I don't want him to go easy on me. <laughs> oh, you don't want to go easy? No, yeah, don't go easy. Can you me. go so hard on us? Yeah. Um, I could try something where you guys will have a hard time walking. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what the the Murph is? Um, that's like a CrossFit workout, right? That yeah, I could not. I could barely walk the next day, and oh, that's really? how I want to feel. Okay, yeah, okay. I don't want to do feel know, like that, yeah. but I'll do it. Do you I'll know do what it. a squat is? <laughs> uh, no, I couldn't walk no, the next day that? either. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I that would that. be that would be so cool. That would be super fun. That's a good plug for the Stefamily vlog channel. We'll link to it down below in the description. We'll we'll do one episode where all three of us go in and you just give us a beating. Perfect. Like you just put us through the ringer. You're down okay. the street. We can walk over there. <laughs> yeah. And we won't be able to walk back. Is family a big part of your like YouTube? Because I just heard family vlog channel too. Uh well, I met family vlog is in like all we call it this the family, but yeah. it's uh Jack, myself, Alex, Macy, Ramsey, and the, the puppy Bailey. Oh, cool. So it's all of us is like the Sta family. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> we have like a work family going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Do you uh did you know Graham before Vegas or like were you guys working? Yeah, with yeah. I've been working with Graham for maybe like two and a half years yeah. now. And uh I I was just a fan. I reached out and then started working together. And uh, then I moved in with him in L.A., and then we both moved here to Vegas together. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. One of these days, we got to go for Jack's emails. I'm only going to get the detail. One of these days. He sent me like eight emails and just following up, and I just didn't respond to any that's of them. That's awesome. And it was just like the, the first email was like an intro. The second email was like, hey, maybe you didn't see this email. I'm bumping it up. To that. Third email was like, hey, I'm just showing you I'm, I'm still here. And he kept doing that for months. And then email like seven or eight came around. And I remember I was in the car uh, driving home 
and I was just overwhelmed with Facebook emails. And so, and Jack said, I'm willing to do anything. Just let me know what it is. I don't want money or anything. Just, just tell me what to do. And he put his phone number. So I'm like, okay, you know what? Let me see. If he's really down for anything, yeah. he's going to go and uh, copy these Facebook emails. And it's like eight to 10 hours of just like the most menial, boring work of just sitting there, copy, paste, copy for like eight hours. And I told Jack, hey, if you want to do this, you don't have to do it. Feel free to do it. If, if you want to do something. And he did it like that night, the whole thing. And so the next day I was like, wow, this is pretty good. So I just wanted to thank him by like just taking him out to a dinner and just chatting. And uh, we had a good dinner and I was trying to figure out like, how could I implement Jack? And I was like, you know what? My emails are pretty busy. So he starts going through my emails, just forwarding over the most important stuff. And then we had the idea to do, I, I think maybe I had just started this. The second the, channel. Yeah, the Graham Stephan show. Yeah. And so I told Jack, hey, uh, I'm just throwing up some like extra content on here. I want to do phone calls like Dave Ramsey does. Can you just go through and pick the emails that you think are the most interesting? And then I'll just go and talk to him for the channel. Jack did that. He went through hundreds of emails. We're like, these are the three best people. They're coordinated for 9 a.m., 9.30, and 10. Just call these numbers at these times, record it, uh, and then you're good. And I taught Jack how to edit the video. He started editing. And then, um, within, and then now uh, Jack was uh, you know, telling Alex now how to edit and stuff like that. So, But yeah, then a year later, Alex, uh, sorry, a year later, Jack moved into the guest house. And uh, we went full time on it. And that's, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. led to this. I really respect that because, yeah. like, I think for a, 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 like a lot of the, like some of the questions that I get, they always ask, like, how do I, how do I like pursue what I want? And a lot of people they start at one, you know, like I call, I called for this job or I submit this resume, and they don't hear back, and then that's it. And I don't really think you can get anywhere in life like that. Like if you really want something, you have to send eight emails. Yeah. Like our COO for our fitness brand, Barbell Brigade, very similar story. Um, and now like he, he's uh, about to be like a partner of the brand just cause he's been around for so long. Um, but so he's been around for, uh, with us for eight years now. But when we first opened our first physical gym, he would send emails all the time. And I would see this email from like Aaron and I'm like, this guy's writing like the most lengthy emails. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. We're just opening this gym. And I'm like, so I would just skip them over and over. And I would just see him one come in every single week. Hey, I have this idea for the gym that I think we could be doing or whatever. Or I think we could do this for the brand. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And then uh, one day I came out of the gym. This is our first location. It's only like 1,700 square feet. And I see this guy just sitting in the front like after he trained. And then he was like, hey, I'm Aaron. I'm like, cool. And I didn't really put two and two together. Yeah. And then he was like, I'm the one that has been writing you uh, like the emails. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay, cool. Like, nice to meet you. And he was like, hey, I really want to just set up a meeting with you because I have some plans that I want to go over through my mind uh, that I would love to like present to you. And I actually wrote like this 10 page like business plan of how I think the gym should be operating. I'm like, what? So when we set up a meeting, he brings like a pretty much a presentation mm -hmm. of like certain protocols that the, he thinks we should be doing certain things that he feels like we're vulnerable legally, like all kinds of stuff yeah. that I was just like, damn, I need someone with this kind of mind on my team. And we couldn't really afford him at the time. Cause you know, like me and my wife's goal at the time was just to have a break even gym. Yeah. So for him to leave his job, we're like we can't afford you. So we worked on like kind of like a like a tiered like pay scale where he would mm -hmm. just work on our stuff part time. And this was this started off in like twenty thirteen. 
and then he kept going and going. He was able to quit his job, and wow. then now he's like literally like my right hand man in the business. And it started with him writing these super long emails, like every single. Why week. didn't you get back to him in the beginning? Just too many emails. Well, it's like there's ones that are like serious ones, and then there's ones that like you open an email like. The title says, like, hey, I'm, like, your biggest fan. And you click it, and it goes, fuck you. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, okay, cool. So, you know, you kind of get yeah. jaded reading different sure. emails, too. Yeah. So some of them, you just don't know what's real, what's right. And then so, like, to kind of, like, cut through the noise, you do need, you know, that like. Persistence. You persistence. Gotta, you got to show it. Got it. Yeah. And then also, then when, when you meet them in person or when you finally, like, are able to have the opportunity to meet face-to-face, like you already know what kind of person they are. Like they're yep. they're willing to get after it, you know. So I'm like, okay, cool. If you're willing to get after this, then when it comes to startups or any other type of business, mm-hmm. like you need to be really about what you're trying to chase. And so I know that you can apply that to this because yep. in business, if you're working for yourself, like you can't really take no for an answer for anything, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar. It reminds me of uh, Alex. Your uh your YouTube video. So, dude, you just like embarrassing all. What? Oh, yeah. Never mind. I thought you said <laughs> you like I, embarrassing all. I thought you were gonna say the the thing I brought. Oh well, we'll talk about that too. Thanks for reminding me. I wasn't gonna bring that up, but uh, now we will. Uh, so Jack and I wanted to to have a third person come on the team. So our idea originally, it did not go over well, uh, was to uh, ask people to make a YouTube video, telling, uh, uh, explaining to us why they should come work with us. Mm. And in the video, we wanted to make a point that like, hey, it's not going to be glamorous work and you're going to be expected to do anything. I mean, not like legally, of course, but like Jack's example was that you would be willing to do Jack's laundry. Okay. And people did not like that. They did. They got upset. They got really, really upset. Yeah, hate wow. comments with lots of likes on the comments, too. Yeah. I can't believe they would be paying someone to say, dude, Jack's launch. They're like, what demeaning. is Jack, a king? Does yeah, yeah. he think it's he's like, like a pharaoh? Is, they thought it was demeaning work. Wow. Yeah. And it's just but weird the, because the point, to Graham yeah. and I, it made sense. We, like, yeah. we posted this thing unlisted. You know, we, we made it public or whatever. And we thought to ourselves, this is totally normal. We didn't <laughs> yeah, think did. anything of it. Like That's asking crazy, someone yeah. to be your assistant and do laundry, like, like we didn't think like, we thought pick, like, up, pick up Bailey's poop and pick up Bailey's like, poop. We literally thought to ourselves like, oh yeah, yeah, that's fine because we would, I would do that. It. I would, I would do it. In a if it's something yeah. that you want, you'll put anything on the line yeah. for yeah. it. You will do whatever it is. Like, I, I don't know. So yeah. we didn't think anything of it. Some people did. Obviously they're the ones that didn't get the job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lol. <laughs> and here Alex is. Look at yeah. me now, guys. But he hasn't done my laundry. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we never really seriously expected someone to do the it laundry. It was more just but, so, but, to but say like case. someone that yes. would do something yes. like that. Someone that would do anything. It was more so to. But that's yes. literally what an assistant is. Like you right. can. To save your time. Yeah. You can. I mean, there's all kinds of assistants. There's personal assistants. There's executive <laughs> assistants. There's people yeah. that go that like, I think like uh, Diddy, for example, I think he has just a, like a wardrobe assistant because he, he needs to travel with 12 suitcases. Wow. So yeah. he can't have his like brain like focused on where his clothes and shoes are because yeah. he's going to travel with like hundreds of pairs of shoes. So he has like an assistant just to, here's your necklace, sir, or here's, you know, like there's wow. like, and I'm sure that person's doing the laundry. Yeah. And, and there's people that have like the, this is my, my vehicle's assistant because everywhere I travel, I'm going to bring like 30 cars with me. Yeah. You got to find a way to keep them washed, clean, drive them, whatever. So like, I don't know. I think uh, maybe people project their own insecurity on it or I don't know. To me, like when you're hiring someone, as long as it's legal, 
there's everything else. It's up to the two people that make the agreement. We weren't mm-hmm. forcing anyone yeah. to do anything. Yeah, because it's almost like, hey, uh, my neck hurts. Can I pay you like 50 bucks and you just massage me for 10 minutes? Some people might think that's demeaning. Like, oh, you're going to put your hands on <laughs> yeah. someone else, you know? But yeah. it's like, well, if it's between these two people and it's legal, like any type of agreement should be fine. I don't know. My neck kind of hurts. <laughs> yeah. I <don't> know. <laughs> and I also think coming from like a startup entrepreneurial yeah. environment, that's just something you're used to. You know, like when we first had our JK studio, mm-hmm. we were cleaning the bathrooms. Yeah. Like we take like when we have guests come and they take a dump and if it's not nice, we got to clean it. We empty right. out the garbage. So I think like when you own a business, you're so used to doing everything from A to Z even the stuff that people think it's what what was the word that they use like demeaning demeaning yeah. like even the the quote unquote demeaning thing um but i think it's because you've done it where you're like it wasn't demeaning to me cuz i did it and yeah, i knew I it was know. a necessary thing yeah. so i'm just like okay cool so now uh anyone else want to do this so i can continue to grow the business yeah but yeah i guess like for people they have to it's an ego thing. It I could think. be. It could be. Yeah, yeah. And also people, look, it's easy for people to know their own worth, right? Yeah. But it's difficult for a business to know their worth. They kind of have to prove themselves before the business starts to understand, okay, this is, you know, the value that you can provide. Yeah. So they probably think that they, I don't know, are worth a lot more. Yeah. But anyway, we got Alex. And Alex had such a great YouTube video. It was just, it was very thoughtful. That's what I liked. It was very thoughtful, well-planned out. Um, a few like little inside things with coffee. It was just very creative, and then and that's what really stood out. And then when he showed up, here's the part he didn't. He, I'm a little embarrassed about this. Uh, he shows up with a with a like a like a presentation of all the things that we should be doing or that he wants to take on. And he's like, the iced coffee hour needs awesome. a clips channel, so I want to do these clips, and I want to post them here. And I want to do you know. And he had a whole outline of what he wanted to do. And we're like, yeah. They're all pretty good ideas. I think there's maybe one that we hadn't done. I don't know why we hadn't. I know, Alex, you, you should go over that. Start yeah, we should. Well, more. one of the things on there was getting this uh, live switcher, Yeah, which is implemented now, you know, so. So yeah. you're editing, like, on the fly? Yeah. yeah. That's editing awesome. Right now. Yeah, so what Alex does is uh, we'll go through the video and just do a few fine clips and maybe parts where it, uh, we, we've talked for a little bit too long. He'll clip it down a little bit and just make it more concise. So we'll take probably a video that's an uh, hour and a half. Let's just say we'll take it down to about an hour 10. Usually there's about 20 minutes in there. Eh, just cut it out. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And I, I think I hear like the same recurring theme, like where when you want something, you're persistent and then you over deliver. Like with you, you're like, I'll do this, I'll do this. And then you give him like just a small task of copying emails and you crushed it. He crushed it. My yeah. CEO crushed it. So I think like that's the type of attitude that you need to be successful. It just sucks that that's like not really what I think is taught in school. Yeah. Because I think what's taught is like the kind of like that wage mentality where if you, if I do exactly this, then you pay me this. But yes. then the problem is it's hard to grow from that mindset because, oh, you only scratch my back once. I'm only going to scratch your back once. Right. But then if you're like, but with the other mindset, oh, I'll scratch your back as much as you want. And they're like, oh, this guy's really cool. Here, I have these three other projects that I think you should jump right. on. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do now with Alex. He's going to edit my first ever. I've never done this before. Uh, he's going to edit a video on my main channel. I'm gonna give him that. I'm gonna are give you him gonna like be like? Are you gonna be like super stringent on the back end, or like I'm gonna watch this over I'm and actually, over and over again? I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I want to see the it. final edit, or are you just gonna let it go? No, up? no. Oh my gosh, no, no, no. no. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I told Alex I'm gonna film the whole video by noon. 
Okay. So he has between 12 p.m. of tomorrow and uh, until Thursday night to get this video to me, and then we're going to go through it and add in the final touches. So by Thursday night, it, it's done. So he yeah. has 36 hours to just, I'm going to leave it up to him. How long does it take you usually? I could, pro- I could probably edit this video. It's going to be B-roll intensive. I yeah. could probably do it in five hours. Maybe okay. six. Six at the most. So you feel like you're giving him more than enough time? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Pretty cool. I would say for me, it's five hours. For Alex, I'd say it's probably 10. Just because he's going to learn the ropes. But, uh, Are I you up really... to the challenge, Alex? Or do you feel like you're going to mess it up? No, I'm, I'm up for the challenge. Or do you sure. think you're going to smash anything that Graham can even think? Like, you're going to knock it out of the park. I mean, I'm sure there's going to be a couple things that Graham's going to want me to change up, you know, for his liking, for sure. And, um, you know, I've only been editing full-time for six months. But um, I think it'll be good. I think it's going to be really good. Yeah, Jack edits right now the uh, family vlog channel, and those edits are incredible. But to incorporate, yeah, to incorporate the style of Jack. Sorry, Alex. Oh, okay. Uh, Yeah. uh, So yeah. So Alex has been editing the uh, the vlog channel now full time, and the edits are incredible. But to incorporate his style a little bit with mine, so that it doesn't look like I didn't edit the video. I mean, that would be the goal: is that it looks the exact same. Yeah, the same feel of it. Same feel. So Jack was able to learn that on the second channel. Like uh, in the very beginning, actually, I, I almost couldn't tell which videos I edited and which one Jack edits. The only ways I could tell is because he doesn't zoom the way like I would zoom. Like sometimes like I always zoom in, zoom in, zoom in. When I end a thought, it's like the total zoom. And then when I start a new thought, it's back. Yeah. Sometimes, Jack, you, you'll zoom in and then mid thought it'll be all i know i knew that you did that yeah i figured that out it's like it's pretty smart it's like you further on the 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 opinion you further it on pull it back but even now but even now sometimes i've noticed i've been like mid thought and it goes oh yeah that's just because i need it i I change it uh i think a little quicker okay yeah anyway so that's that's the only way i could tell the jack edits those videos who do you think (laughs) is stronger between graham and i hmm upper body maybe graham i don't know he looks pretty like yeah well i'm uh, wearing a baggy shirt okay did you guys play sports? I'm, I I I don't I look never, that. I, I I ran cross country. I did not play any sports. I assume your legs are pretty strong. I don't know, or at least have really good endurance. Uh, yeah, I did. I mean, I I mean, I still do. Like, I can go out and do a five mile run. And nothing. Well, I mean, I definitely would say it's like something. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'll be I'll be a little <laughs> tired after a five mile run, but yeah, not as tired as the average person. Definitely. I see. You yeah. know, Jack. Just so you guys know, I did pull that exact question. On the Stefamily link down below community tab, I said, "Who is the strongest Stefamily member?" <laughs> All right, I and didn't know that. Overwhelmingly, Jack won at thirty percent. No, yes, come on. Followed by Ramsey at twenty-seven yes. percent. Followed by Graham at eighteen percent. Oh, that's that's false. Come on, he's, he's, you're switching Jack and Graham. Who's Ramsey? Ramsey's the cat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the cat's stronger than Graham. But people, they're taking it as a joke. Like they're joking when they when they select you. It's it's not meant to be serious. They're just messing around. Really? <laughs> Is that so? It's, it's true. I don't think so. It's the truth. It was meant as a joke. They want, want to make you feel Maybe better. Maybe your your arms are very large. Yes. How often do you guys so, go to the gym over here? Uh, I try to go. I I try to go four days a week lately. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah four or five. Five days a week. And uh, I used to do six, but now I'm down to four or five. Do you guys go together? No. We, we used, used to. Because your yeah. schedules are different? Kind of. Yeah. Jack likes going in the morning. You guys live in the same house? Yes. Yeah, I live right there. But your schedules are just 
Yeah. I also like going, honestly, I kind of like going alone. I'm, oh, okay. I, I'm a, I push myself a lot harder when I, when I work out alone. I don't know what I'm doing. I yeah. go in there and I lift lots Whatever. of weight yeah, yeah. and I make sure I'm tired and then I leave. That's good. Yeah, our schedules are different. Uh, every time, listen, almost every single time I go to the gym, I text Jack, hey, you want to come with me? No, I'm editing. Or it's usually, I just win. So Jack yeah. goes in the morning, but if I go in the morning, it throws me off for the entire day. Like, I got to get right to work. Oh. Yeah. If I, if I don't get right to work, I lose out on the most creative work. I see. Which is, for me, is in the morning. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are like yeah. that. It's interesting, though, because Graham will start working out, and he will show it. Like, he already will look way buffer if he goes to the gym, like, three times. However, I don't look buffer, and I've, buffer, and I've been going to the gym for probably six months now. Is there any explanation to that? I don't know. I might have to see you guys shirtless and then see what you guys look like. Like when you guys train and then yeah. three months later. All right. You know what? <laughs> That'll be in the Stefamily Vlog channel. How's oh, that? You're going to get the full breakdown, everything in the Stefamily Vlog channel. You know what would be funny? If you give us like a workout routine or something like this. Yeah. And we do a follow-up six months later and we see the progress between yeah. now and six months from now. I'll give you guys a work routine and, okay. and we'll see what happens in like 30 days. Oh, right. the 30 day makeover. Right. Six months, six months is hard to stick to sometimes. That's true. I'll push days. myself. Yeah, there's things that pop up all the time. Yeah. People travel. Deal. You know. All right. But 30, 30 days. days is doable. Deal. Let's do it. Cool. I think we're good. Cool. Sick. This has been so productive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank I you really so much for, Thank you for having me. It really is amazing to meet you and have you on. Oh, awesome. Thank this you. is so much fun. So, really appreciate it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. We'll link to all of your information down below in the description. Perfect. Make sure to subscribe. Don't forget to do that. You want to tell them to smash the like button? Yeah, smash the like button. And uh, see you guys next time. All right. I'll see you guys. Bye. Oh, now we stand up. There we go. There we go. Uh-oh. Showed I was wearing shorts. Uh. <laughs>